WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Hello, everybody. You are listening to WVUA 90.7 FM, Tuscaloosa Student Section Fantasy Sports. My name is Jamie Martinez, and I'm joined by Jake Riker and Lincoln Burkholter. Today is a big day for our our little live show. I know last week we talked about how we were going to pivot to fantasy basketball, all this and that, but fantasy basketball, the NBA is already in midseason and kind of takes away from what we kind of want to do with the show. So with the NFL postseason well underway, why not continue with fantasy football and a lot of these big performances going on, plenty to talk about with these great games. Our first segment of the day, we're going to talk about some big fantasy performances that happened so far throughout the playoffs, specifically the title games. Let's get into it, Jake. What you got for us? Yeah, well, a very interesting championship weekend, but it, it's definitely good, like you said, to be back in fantasy football. I don't mm-hmm. think I, I, I wasn't ready to give away from the football season and yeah. hop into basketball. Definitely. Nothing against the NBA, but NFL football just hits a little bit different. And the first guy that I want to shout out, even though he took a loss in yesterday's NFC Championship game, is Jameson Williams. Roll Tide. I mean, I don't think a lot of people expected him to have the game. I mean, he really didn't have that great of a game other than his two touchdowns, um, but his two touchdowns were pretty electric. Uh, Williamson, or excuse me, Williams, I'm combining his first and second last name, <laughs> uh, is he had that one rush. He had one rush for 42 yards and a touchdown on, like, what, the third play of the first drive on the reverse play. That was to open up the game. That was yeah, huge. That and play then, broke my heart. And then later, late, very late in the game, he had that last – last-minute touchdown that the Lions needed to have any hope of winning that game. Um, we racked up two catches for 25 yards in that touchdown, but, I mean, Jameson Williams had a great game. Yeah, 20.7 fantasy points for JMO. Roll Tide. I'd love to see it. Yeah, the first guy I want to shout out, I'm going to go to a different game, um, a defensive player on another team that lost. I want to give a shout-out to Kyle Hamilton in Dog. Baltimore. Uh, first round pick from I believe this past this past draft or maybe the one before that I think he was a rookie this year wasn't he second year second year second year yeah so obviously the Ravens lost disappointing loss but it was not the defense's fault they held the Chiefs to just 17 points Uh, the Ravens offense just couldn't get it going but Kyle Hamilton on his own was the best player on the defense all day Um, he finished the game with five tackles he had a defensive stop on a fourth down a tackle for no gain and that was on a fourth down in the first half so Kyle Hamilton did everything he could. Uh, he ended up with a 77.7 PFF grade, which is pretty incredible. So shout out to Kyle Hamilton despite the tough loss. He's got a bright, bright future yeah. at safety. I mean, as a 49er fan, Kyle Hamilton, I'm not a big fan of the Ravens, but he's probably my favorite safety in the NFL. He is a hybrid guy, does everything right. Uh, Hamilton has an extremely bright future, all pro type of guy. Um you know, I, I just claimed I was a 49er fan, so let's get into a little bit of love I got for my boy, Offensive Player of the Year and should be MVP, Christian McCaffrey. What a day he had uh, in that extremely intense game between the Lions and the 49ers. McCaffrey had 20 carries for 90 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, four receptions, 42 yards on uh, through the air. McCaffrey doing what he does best, scoring touchdowns, racking up yards, and helping the Niners win the game. Finished with 29.2 fantasy points in the NFC Championship against a very, very good but young Detroit Lions defense. So CMC, Offensive Player of the Year, MVP question mark. Who knows, but he dominated come playoff time. 
I'm going to go to another running back that had a pretty decent game uh, here in the conference championship, but more so he had a very consistent playoffs. He scored a touchdown in each game, wildcard, divisional round, and conference championship. Definitely a huge help to that Chiefs offense. It's, it's Isaiah Pacheco. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes down to it, he he's he was huge for the Chiefs into this postseason round. Obviously, Mahomes, Kelsey gets all the talk. Um, Pacheco actually had his quote-unquote worst week, I guess, this week in the conference championship with 68 yards on 24 carries, but he found the end zone and a big touchdown in the first half of the game. Um, divisional round, he had 97 yards for a touchdown, and then the wild card round, I think he had in 90s again against Kansas, against, excuse me, against the Dolphins, 89 yards. He had 24, yard, 24 carries, 89 yards, and a touchdown. But, I mean, finding the end zone in all three of the playoff games is huge when you need um, – when Mahomes doesn't have anything but Kelsey in that receiving court. I mean, Rasheed Rice had, had has had a good run. He's a good young receiver, but the Chiefs needed to be able to run the ball to get this far and get to the Super Bowl, which was, was their goal. And, well, they made it there, and Pacheco's been a huge help for him. Yeah, the next guy I want to talk about is um, he's another Lion, another one on offense. I think Sam Laporta's game went very overlooked. This is a guy who was not expected to play at all on Sunday. Um, he had a bad in- He had what looked like a really bad injury in, I believe, the final week of the season when he didn't really need to be playing. But he came back and in the biggest game of his career had nine catches for 97 yards. I mean, he had a 75.3 PFF grade, and he posted a two, he posted 2.69 yards per route run and picked up 97 yards, like I said. Um, he played basically the entire game. He had 36 receiving snaps. So big of him to step up in a moment like that, despite maybe being a little bit banged up. Shout out to the rookie, two rookies, or one rookie, and Jamison Williams is basically a rookie stepping up for the Lions yeah I mean those Lions I don't know how they didn't pull it off because offensively they had so many stars I'm gonna go back to another line and that's David Montgomery he was incredible I thought he was gonna ruin everything for the 49ers 15 carries 93 yards and a touchdown two catches for 20 yards through the air Montgomery racked up 19.3 fantasy points that first half for Detroit was electric offensively. Defensively, they were getting stops. It all looked like it was going to culminate in a Super Bowl, but Dan Campbell got a little bit out of his mind in the end. Some risky calls. Couldn't get it done. Uh, but Montgomery, nonetheless, had a fantastic, fantastic game. Um, so, yeah. Jake, is there anybody else you want to shout out? Yeah, I mean... I'll give a shout out to the guy that I'm extremely upset with, but regardless of the one drive that he had two big mistakes on i gotta give my flowers to zay flowers Uh, i see what you did there yeah that was really awesome that was awesome um zay flowers was pretty much the only spark to the ravens offense yesterday um five catches for 115 yards it's 23 yards uh reception (laughs) uh and had the only touchdown that we had on that deep bomb on the lamar scramble diving catch for the end zone um if you take away that fumble at the goal line, and I'm not really upset about the taunting call, but if you take away that fumble, Zay Flowers, I mean, regardless of the fumble, he still had a fan, phenomenal game. Um, I'm, the, the future is definitely bright for this young receiver. I think the, I can confidently say the Ravens finally drafted a good wide receiver. That's um, But, yeah, Zay Flowers had a great game. Yeah, I only I want to give one more shout out. Obviously, you guys know, like, the big names. Karloftis had a big sack. Travis Kelsey went good. But I want to look at somebody who – Definitely is going to have what he did on Sunday overlooked. His team lost, and the stats aren't that great, but it's Justice Hill in Baltimore. There were multiple occasions on drives that the Ravens needed to score points on where they were third and five, six, or seven, and it wasn't Zay Flowers. It wasn't Cus Edwards. It wasn't Lamar Jackson. It was Justice Hill 
that was catching passes for 11 yards when they needed it the most. He had one ridiculous catch on a ball that I don't even think he knew was thrown to him. No, yeah. That he tipped up and caught and managed to stand up and walk for a first down on a third and six, I think, in the third quarter. Um, yeah, it's obviously going to go overlooked. Four catches, 34 yards, and three carries for three yards isn't an eye-popping stat line, especially on a team that lost. But if you watched the game, you know the impact that Justice Hill had, and I want to give his flowers as an RB3 isn't typically – or RB2 isn't typically doing that. Yeah, I want to give one more shout-out. I know Jake just talked about Zay Flowers, but uh, I did want to give a shout-out to the dude that forced that fumble, and that is Legarius Sneed of the He's Kansas City Chiefs. That corner duo of uh, Sneed and Trent McDuffie is secretly one of the best in football, and it was proved today. McDuffie had two pass deflections and a, and a tackle in the game. Legarius Sneed in this game in the AFC Championship racked up five tackles and a forced fumble that completely changed the momentum of the game, uh, saved a would-be touchdown from Zay Flowers. Uh, he did draw that unsportsmanlike conduct penalty from Flowers just prior to that. So Jarius Sneed, a Pro Bowl type corner, all pro caliber corner, one of the best shutdown guys in the NFL. Uh, he's a beast and you know you gotta give it up to him. He changed the momentum of the momentum of the game and the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Any other shout outs? Uh, I don't think I have any more. We didn't mention Nick Bosa, but y'all watched that. I don't think I need to love say Nick anything. Bosa. We all love Nick Bosa. So With that out of the way, we're going to go right into a short intermission with our predictions up next for the top performers for the Super Bowl between the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. See you soon. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa. Welcome back to WVUA 90.7 FM, Tuscaloosa Student Section Fantasy Sports. Thank you for lingering around. We're going to be right back. We're here with our Super Bowl fantasy predictions. We've got offensive guys and defensive guys for both teams who we think is going to shine in the next Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the 49ers. It's going to be a great game. Jake, let's kick it off. Well, I'm going to start with the Kansas City Chiefs, get them out of the way because nobody likes talking about the Chiefs except for Chiefs fans. Yep, real. Um... I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not too buttered. No, you're not kidding. Um, <laughs> I, my biggest performance for the Chiefs offense is I feel like it's pretty obvious and we might all go the same route, um, but it's Travis Kelsey. I think not just with the Chiefs, but with the Niners too, I think both tight ends are going to flourish in this game, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the Chiefs want to win this game, which I keep saying, like, oh, if the Chiefs are going to be able to win this game, no, like, they're a good football team, and yeah. here they are in the Super Bowl again. Um, but it, it's going to be Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, I'm, if I'm not wrong, I think scored the first touchdown of the Super Bowl last year as well on their first drive. Yep. Um, it's going to be Mahomes and Kelsey all day long, and, and Kelsey needs to thrive. And on the defensive side of the ball for Kansas City Chiefs, I'm going to go with their linebacker, Nick Bolton. Mm. Nick Bolton has had a very – when you look at the stat sheet, it's not eye-popping. It's not jaw-dropping because he missed a couple weeks with injury um, and, and whatnot. But Nick Bolton is a very talented middle linebacker that is getting it done for the Chiefs on the defensive side of the ball. And if they want to be able to stop the Niners with McCaffrey running from sideline to sideline, east to west, Bolton's going to have to make some plays. And he's going to have to be able to cover Kittle well um, as well. I mean, if he's going to have to be able to put that linebacker coverage on George Kittle to, to stop that, that fourth threat for the Niners offense. So I think Nick Bolton has a big game. Maybe I think 
I think he had a turnover in last year's Super Bowl as well. I think he had a fumble he had recovery. A, he did. A was pick. It the, or was fumble? that one on the goal line? I believe so, yeah. Jalen so, Hurts fumbled it on, like, the three-yard line. So, Nick Bolton, I think, has another big game. He's been there. He's caused a turnover in the Super Bowl before, and I think if the Chiefs want to keep going, it's going to be Bolton and it's going to be Kelsey. All right. Also, don't sh- don't fact check that um that fumble on the goal line. I have no idea if that actually happened. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty positive. I feel he like it did happened. have a turnover. Please I don't, don't know if fact it was on the check us. Um, my I want to I guess I'll start with the Chiefs too. Um, I actually am going a completely different route than you, Jake. I'm going with Rasheed Rice. Mm. I like it. Um, I, actually, I think I don't like it. I love it. I think Fred Warner is going to give Travis Kelsey a lot of trouble. Travis Kelsey, um, as great as he is and as great as he has been this season, it is a little bit of a down year, and he hasn't shown the same athleticism that he has in previous years, which I think is where Fred Warner has an edge on him. I mean, that's the best linebacker in football. It wouldn't be a shame if you don't go crazy on him. <laughs> um, I see your face, Jake. And the the ni- the Niners corners, <laughs> the Niners corners for the most part this year have been a little bit spotty. It's been probably the weakness of that defense. Outside of Tarverius Ward, it's pretty bad. Yeah, especially with Talanoa Hufunga obviously still out for the year. Um, the secondary is taking a hit, and I think Rasheed Rice is going to have to get it done if the Chiefs want to win this game. Um, so, yeah, that's my offensive player and my defensive player. I'm going to go with Chris Jones. Um, they recently signed him this offseason. I think he's going to prove exactly why they signed him this offseason with a huge performance against the 49ers interior. The tackles on San Francisco are fantastic. I don't think Carl Loftus is going to have much of an impact up against Trent Williams. So Chris Jones is going to have to get inside. He's going to have to get pressure on Brock Purdy or else they're just going to get picked apart the entire game, to be completely honest. That's what happened to the Lions in the second half. And the 49 or and the Chiefs cannot let it happen to them. Um, they got to stick in this thing the whole way. They can't give up any bursts. And Chris Jones is going to be absolutely pivotal pivotal to that uh, on February 11th or whenever it is. I think Chris Jones is if the if the Chiefs win, I think he's the defensive player of the game. Well, guess what, everybody. Producer Zach Elrod's here. We all love him. He's here to give his picks for top offensive and defensive picks for the Super Bowl. Zach, let's get it going. I got to agree with Jake on the offensive side for the Chiefs. I mean, Travis, he's got to go off in order for them to succeed. It's just looking at these last two games with Baltimore, he had a touchdown. With Buffalo, he had two. So in order for them to succeed, Travis has to get going. Taylor Swift possibly will be there, so we'll see if he can show up for her. <laughs> I swear, so, I swear. <laughs> if they win, Travis is going to propose. He's going to be like, this isn't the only ring I'm And I will not today. watch the I NFL. So I'm the, telling you, that's, that's so exactly fun. what's going to happen. Fire? That would be fire. <laughs> fire? That would be cool. You're serious. You're hating right The NFL is probably going to yeah, hold their way. You, you bet I am. Jake, you are hating right now. That if, would be super cool. All right. All right. I'll mark it right here. You can mark my words if Travis Kelsey if they win and yeah, Kelsey, I'm posting that on my story and he proposes at the end of the game one I will never watch the NFL ever again and two I will never play fantasy football ever again horrible take Taylor Swift is <laughs> she makes great music man I don't whoa, know why we're whoa, hating whoa, on whoa. that's too far I don't know why that's we're too far if, it was, if I ran this show this we'd play Taylor show. Swift in the intermissions oh my god of course there's a Swifty in the room this Are is a family show <laughs> there's a Swift. now with that being said I absolutely as a Broncos fan hope the Chiefs lose this game by 150 <laughs> points me too I me have too. absolutely no desire to watch Patrick Mahomes win another ring yeah, people Zach take it away <laughs> Tangent over. That was awesome. 
But yeah, speaking of that, the NFL is probably going to hold their wedding or something. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> but anyways, uh, NFL Network. It's gonna, Roger Goodell is going to like be the head ceremony or whatever. The priest yeah. at the wedding. Oh gosh, dude. But anyways, moving on. Yeah, Travis is going to have to go off in order from the succeed. But moving on to the defensive side, I got to give it to uh, Lincoln on the Chris Jones, Ice Cold Jones. He's been a beast for them on the D line. So I think he's just going to have to eat, put some pressure. On Brock Purdy, you know, Brock Purdy has never been in this position before, but we'll see if he can come out big for him. Brock Purdy would have been in that position if the Eagles didn't tear his UCL, but that's a different conversation. I think the Eagles would have won no. regardless. Let's, let's, stop, let's stop the, the wishy-wash. Just, We're here for facts. Brock Purdy would have whooped them. Uh, but let's get out of the way. So uh, let's get this going with the Chiefs. Nobody said uh, Isaiah Pacheco for Kansas City offensively so far. The 49ers' rush defense has been subpar all season. We saw it in the first half against Detroit. Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs did what they wanted. So did Jamison Williams on his one rush. Everybody went crazy uh, that ran the ball against San Francisco. So I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to need to just be huge on the ground if the Chiefs are going to win this game. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, they're going to want to give him that MVP. Uh, he kind of got that Mickey Mouse MVP in 2019 when <laughs> he uh, should have gone to – what's his name? David – not David Williams. Williams. Damian Williams. I know it was Williams. I can't remember his first name, though, because they had multiple Williams on that team. But should have gone to him because he killed San Francisco on the run. I think if the Chiefs win, Isaiah Pacheco is going to need to have a huge game um, on offense. As for the defense – Secondary, secondary, secondary. The 49ers wide receivers are phenomenal. So I think the the duo that we talked about earlier of Legarius Need and Trent McDuffie need to get Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk on locks. Eliminate his top two guys and force him to check it down to George – force Brock Purdy, sorry, to check it down to George Kittle or Christian McCaffrey or resort to Jawan Jennings. But Jennings only gets catches on third down anyway. So if those two guys are erased from the field, the 49ers are going to have a very hard time uh, moving the ball through the air. So. I think if the Chiefs are going to succeed, it's going to come down to that secondary. All right. I'll go into the my Niners impact players, best fantasy performers. Um, I'm going to start with the defensive side of the ball, mostly because I can't choose between two players that I want to say for the offensive side. I'm going to go with the second edge rusher on the Niners, number 92. I'm going to go Chase Young. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that – I mean, watching that game yesterday, the AFC Championship game, with Mahomes having all that time in the first half, he was able to just – he will be – he can. I don't care how good your defense is. If he has time to pocket, he will throw his receivers open and he will pick you apart. I, I, I don't care how good your secondary is. Like, the Ravens' defense is phenomenal. Um, they were in the second half. In the first half, they there was no pressure and Mahomes was able to do it. So I think for the Niners to be able to to get to Mahomes and get that offense shaken up, Nick Bosa is going to do his thing. He did his thing yesterday. He's clearly back on track. He's out for vengeance. He's going to do his thing. But if the Niners can get him and Chase Young going – I mean, if Mahomes is back there just scrambling around for to try to save his life with Young on after him and, and Nick Bosa, I mean, oh, my gosh, it's going to be a long day. For, it's going to look like that Super Bowl against, against Tampa, against the Bucs, where he's literally just to bring that scrambling up. for his life. Mm-hmm. Seriously. So I think out of all the guys on that Niners defense, I think if Chase Young has a big game, I think the Niners are in for a lot of success. I like that. And I'm going to go with another <clears throat> underdog. Um, 
that I think will have a big fantasy day because you know we're still a fantasy football show is going to be J- third down Juwan. Yes, I, I think oh, it, I, I love think that because of how good the the Chiefs secondary is. I mean, they couldn't hold Zay Flowers except for when he fumbled. But <laughs> with how good their secondary is with McDuffie and Snead, I think when Purdy needs an answer, obviously it's going to be McCaffrey. He's going to be the first resort. But if the Chiefs somehow shut down the run game and they shut down the number one and number two, um, and I don't. I think I don't see Kittle doing much, even though I said I think he needs to have a big game, or I think he could have a big game, but they need somebody, and I think Jawan Jennings is going to be that guy. Simply, like, it's just that simple. Like, when you look at the playoffs and when you look at the Super Bowl, it's never – I was looking at the fantasy numbers for the, all the playoffs. I don't think any one person had over 30 points. Mm-hmm. Like, it's completely – playoff football is completely different when it comes to fantasy. So, I think someone's going to have to step up for the Niners offense, and I think it's going to be Jawan Jennings yeah. with, a, with a big day period. But I think he's going to put up fantasy numbers too. I mean, yeah, Jennings had a huge game against Green Bay, so he could definitely carry a workload when Debo Samuel was out. So, I, I love that take. That's awesome. No, yeah, I do like Jawan Jennings. I had him in a couple of dynasty leagues back in my fantasy prime. <laughs> Your fantasy uh, <laughs> Lincoln is out. I've won, is out. I've won two titles in the, the last he, five years, man. I might be washed up. Swifty, the Swifty is out of his fantasy. I'm in bro. trouble right now. He's Russell but, Wilson. Uh, top performer for the Niners <laughs> in the Super Bowl, now that we've talked about my legacy a little bit. Bro, I got Debo Samuel. Um, all right. <laughs> I don't really see a problem. Russell Wilson in fantasy. Okay. That's crazy because I finished ahead of all three of you in the WVUA fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was top what? four. I don't think any of you guys I was. I'm pretty four. sure I beat you both times in the regular season, though. Didn't you finish like five and 13? Oh, I'll check on that. Oh. Or like five and but you didn't beat me or something. Oh, yeah, but I went to the semifinals, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the semifinals <laughs> well, too. Well, I didn't. None of us won the title, yeah, so okay. that's kind of sad. Yeah, none, none, none of, of the us. people on the fantasy show didn't win the title. <laughs> it was rigged. It was definitely rigged. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Debo Samuel. Back to Debo Samuel. <laughs> I think the outsides are going to be a little bit tougher to get to. Brandon Ayuk is obviously great. <laughs> We've known this for a long time now. He showed it again uh, last night in the NFC title game. But I think the slot's going to be a little bit more open. I don't know. Hey, I went 6-8, and eight, by the way. Thank you very much. Oh, my bad. My bad. I'll respect your – I'll put five. some respect on your name. I was 7-7. Seven and seven. I even checked. I think I was like I 11 was third. and – I was like 10-4 and four or 11. I finished third. Oh, well, that's why. I drafted Austin Eckler. No wonder. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got Chris McCaffrey. 6-8 and eight with Eckler in a 14-man league? That's Not pretty good. 16-man league. 60, hey. That's pretty good. I mean, granted, eight of us were trying. I would like to say Lincoln Burke. Lincoln, he finished fourth. I finished third. I would All like right. to say that. All right. I need to look at the schedule. Okay, so I'm cooked. I'm cooked, yeah, unfortunately. Cooked. I beat Lincoln the first time. <laughs> this is a cra- time? We've got crazy tangents Where's the this second episode. One? We've got so much more time. Yes, this is awesome. And I beat you the second time. What's up with that, Come man? On. <laughs> Come, Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. A lot of talk. A lot of talk. Five hey, and 13. Don't talk. Pull the record. Pull the records. Pull the records. Woo. <laughs> Put your playoff, your playoff stats. All right. He's <laughs> <laughs> got Russell Wilson playoff Russell stats. Russell Wilson's talking smack. <laughs> yeah. Dude, talking about Debo Samuel now sounds so awkward. I'm just going to sit here and ramble on about I think I lost to Debo Samuel in the playoffs. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Debo Samuel. So, the outsides are going to be – obviously, I just mentioned the outsides are going to be a little bit tougher with Trent McDuffie and Legereus Sneed out there. Obviously, one of them is probably going to move into the slot to try and guard Debo Samuel. I don't know if either of them are built to play a slot role against Debo Samuel, uh, to be completely honest. He's bigger than both of them. Uh, he's just as fast as both of them, and he's shiftier or just as shifty as both of them. I think with Ayuk possibly having trouble on the outside against either Sneed or McDuffie, I think it's going to be Debo Samuel trying to eat on the inside with Fred Warner also on 
or that's the other side of the ball. I'm losing my mind. You guys got me, got me all sorts of messed up right now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's he's. All, it's I think Russell. It's also he's been. This is a guy who's been talking elite amounts of smack online. He backs it up. Um, I would expect him to do nothing short of be the best player on the field for the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, CJ Gardner Johnson yeah. talked four a whole assists, lot of smack. Zero yeah, solo four tackles. assisted tackles. Zero solo tackles. Got stiff arm to oblivion. It was bad. And then on defense, on defense, I'm going to agree with Jake. I think it's Nick Bosa. Or when you used to chase Young, didn't you? You mentioned Nick Bosa. Um, I think I think Bosa gets off the edge. The Chiefs' tackles are mid. They're like barely above mid. They're not elite. Um, The Ravens were able to get home quite a bit. They were just about seven roughing the passer calls. So it's a little tough to lose or to take yards away when you're giving them 15. Shout out Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, that was that was um, a lot of crap. <laughs> Whatever. Nick Bosa, I think he's easily going to get home. Maybe not the whole game, but I would say at least two sacks from him is what I would expect in a game this big. This is a guy who showed up in big moments his entire career. He did it at Ohio State, and he's done it in the NFL. Um, I don't think he stops that trend now. It's the best edge rusher in all of football. Um, I won't be taking arguments on that. Um, he was the defensive player of the year last year for a reason. He's got an argument to win it again this season, although people also won't hear that argument. Yeah. Um, Nick Bosa, I would ex- I, I th- my prediction is that he has the game of his life against uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I do think the 49ers come out on top. That's my prediction. But, I love that. I love that. Um, if they come out on top, it's going to be largely due to Nick Bosa. I think at the end of the game, he has a case for Super Bowl MVP. It could be a Von Miller-esque thing where like maybe Purdy throws like two picks and they still win. I hope not. I think they could give it to Nick Bosa. I think that's how well he'll play. I love that take. All right, for my defensive player, I'm going to start with my defensive player for the 49ers. I'm trying to keep it different. I'm going to go with a secondary player, and that's Charvaeus Ward. I think he's going to shut down uh, Rasheed Rice. I think he's going to lock him up, keep Mahomes thinking, keep him from getting his wide receiver one. And for my offensive player, I think i got to go Brandon Ayuk because Luck's been going his way after that forehead catch against the Lions. I mean, I have no idea what that was, but it seems like the odds are in his favor. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to ride with that one. I think Brandon Ayuk's going to have a monster game in the Super Bowl. Yeah, check my tweet. I said that Brandon Ayuk's catch in that game was a top five catch in 49er franchise history. Go back and watch it. It was awesome. He is literally – Ayuk is already better than Jerry Rice. so Yeah, I agree. Uh, what has Jerry Rice ever done to say that he's better than Brandon Ayuk? I can't even think. Uh, I know I've claimed that Please I'm Please do not take that seriously. <laughs> <laughs> please. <I'm> a- <laughs> do not take that out of context. Yeah, please oh, nobody take that out of context. Oh, we are so going to get clipped. Uh, yeah, we're, it's wraps. That'd be good PR. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to blow up. Uh, so, I know I've claimed this a million times, but as a 49er fan, I have a very hard time just picking one person. Hey, uh, did you guys know Jamie was yeah. a Niner fan? I've, I don't know if I've ever I mentioned that. I had absolutely no idea. You've yeah. Never I'm shocked. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, I'm stunned. So I'm going to get it started with the offense, and this is going to sound cliche, but I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, oh, it's going to sound – it's what? To somebody had to. Somebody had I was, to. I was Gasp. waiting for you to say Brock Purdy. And I, I was like – yeah. yeah. Because definitely. It's going to take Brock Purdy to have a big game for this team to win, but I think Christian McCaffrey is going to continue to shine. Um, I say he goes for 95 yards and two touchdowns versus Kansas City. The Ravens were very strong on the ground in the AFC title game, but decided not to run often, which, oh, yeah. I mean – I was going to say – because they didn't run yeah, often. I mean, six, six combined carries was really awesome. Yeah, I mean, the yards per carry was pretty good when you look at it, but 
they just didn't go with it. 82% of the plays for Baltimore was passing. So, I mean, that's that's not a formula to victory. Uh, so I think if the 49ers ground game, ground game gets going with Christian McCaffrey, I think he wins a Super Bowl MVP. But, again, I could go with the Brock Purdy route and say if he continues to torch that defense, uh, then he could win an MVP too. So there's a lot, of, a lot of ways I can go, but I'll, I'll stick with CMC. As for the defense, I have a harder time because I think there are legitimate cases for both Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw to be you know, the big players in this game. Like Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's going to need to have that huge game if Kansas City's going to want to win, but he's facing Fred Warner, who's the top coverage linebacker that the NFL has seen possibly ever. Uh, I'm, I don't think it's that crazy to say. And Dre Luke Greenlaw. Keekly does exist. Not nah, debatable. Luke Keekley got head tapped by Julio Jones that one time. Um, yeah, Willis. Yeah, prime Julio Jones. Yeah, that was like, awesome. Yeah, that was wow. awesome. Such as he got head topped by Prime Julio Jones. That yeah. happened to absolutely nobody else. He had it coming. He had it coming. Uh, but Dre Greenlaw has been having a phenomenal playoff run. Had the uh, the interception, two interceptions actually against Jordan Love in another great game yesterday. That big hit over the middle on Laporta. So I think the linebackers are going to need to be huge. But again, with Talano Hufanga being out for the season, Jair Brown, the rookie safety, is going to need to have a huge game because he didn't start against uh, the Packers. Logan Ryan got the start, and he was barbecue chicken. And so Jair Brown's going to need to step up uh, if they're going to win that game. There? You got barbecue and back there, me? and you didn't invite me. Hurt, Hurt my feelings. Uh, so yeah, Jair I Brown. Just, I, think, I was thinking about that sound clip. Yeah, that I was could awesome. Not. <laughs> I had to let that out. I mean, last time the Niners played the uh, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, Fred Warner had an interception. Yeah, that one will. And a very young safety, Tarverius Moore, had an interception. I don't want to hear about that. that Were that you guys count. up by like ten with six minutes left? That's not that's not what this is about. This is uh, this is the current. Uh, go Niners, baby. Yeah, go, go Niners. Niners. That's that's bang, that's bang, what we're going I bleed red and gold till I'm dead and cold. <laughs> but with all of that ranting out the way, we're going to be right back after a short intermission with our predictions for the number one player in each position for fantasy football in 2024-25 to 25 season. We'll see you soon. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Welcome back to WVUA 90.7 FM, Tuscaloosa, student section, fantasy sports. It has been one heck of a show so far. A whole lot of ranting, a whole lot of banter, but you love to see it. We're back with our number one player predictions for each position of fantasy football for next season. Let's get into it. Plus Jake sleeper. Riker. Yeah, we got sleepers too. Jake Riker, let's go. We just You want to go QB around the table? Yeah. Let's All do right. That. My fantasy... My QB fantasy one next year. QB one for fantasy. I don't, yeah, something like that. Same thing. Yeah. It works. The best quarterback in fantasy next year will be Patrick Mahomes. Oh, no. Um, okay, so we're lying to ourselves in 2024. <laughs> um, I think it's it's that simple. He, like we said last Bust week. Bust of the year, by the way. Lincoln, yeah, Lincoln said <laughs> last year. I mean, last week, this year, he just really had a poor year. Like, it just wasn't there. I think Mahomes will bounce back. He'll probably play out of his mind, win the MVP next year, something crazy. Kelsey will come back, even though there's a little rumors about him retiring as well, along with his brother. Kelsey will be back. Him and Rasheed Rice are only going to get better in a connection. Um, I think Mahomes finishes QB1 next year, unfortunately. I'll be in my hidey hole if, the, if he's an MVP again next year. <laughs> um, I Do you want to go your sleeper? My sleeper? Hmm. 
My sleeper for next season, 2024, for Q, for the quarterback position is Anthony Richardson. I That's absolutely awesome. love it. That is awesome. I, I agree. Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think he he was playing really well this year when he was healthy. And he I was couldn't, the second best rookie quarterback I, this year. I couldn't believe he it. Was. I really could not believe it. Um, so I think that he's a sleeper for one of the top, especially with the way he runs too. That's that's huge for fantasy points. Um, if he stays healthy and he plays like the beginning of the year he did this year, hey, you never know. A little yeah. dark horse. Yeah. I um my my QB one. He did it this year. I would expect him to do it again next year. You'll see a trend here in the type of quarterback that I'm selecting. It's the big rushing touchdown vultures. And it's Josh Allen in Buffalo. Um, I don't think he wins an MVP just because I'm not sure. I'm not sure that he can be consistent for 17 games no. enough to win an MVP. No. He's going to be one of those quarterbacks that's elite every year. He's in. He's he'll be in the top three probably for his entire career. Um, but I don't. He might get one until he loses Diggs, and he then might who knows one. what happens. I mean, he basically lost Diggs for the last eight weeks of the season anyway. True. Stephon Diggs was MIA, nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Josh Allen, obviously you guys know the reasons why. He's picking up every goal line touchdown they have. Um, he's also grabbing about 40 to 50 rushing yards a game. On top of that, he's throwing for 300-plus and three touchdowns most games. Uh, I think he'll be the QB1 again next year. I think he's worth a late second-round, early third-round pick in 10-man leagues. And my sleeper, I said I liked Jake's pick a lot because my sleeper pick is also Anthony Richardson. Oh, yeah. Um, I loved him coming out – or actually, no, I loved him like – free agency wise early in the season before he got hurt I can't lie I was really really skittish on him in the draft process I didn't think he'd develop I didn't know if he had the like if he had developed the mind game enough to be an NFL quarterback after only like one year at Florida um but he proved me completely wrong uh if you just take pure play into account not how many games they played he was very easily the second best quarter rookie quarterback this season only behind top five quarterback CJ Stroud yeah um, so, yeah, I would expect him to be big next year. I really, really like Shane Steichen. I think he was a Coach of the Year candidate this year. I think he'll, I think he'll win it next year because uh, I think the Colts will win that division with Anthony Richardson behind them or leading them. Yeah, Anthony Richardson, sleeper pick. If you can get him in like a sixth or a seventh round probably is where he'll go, I would take that any day to pick a, to pick a flex player in the first <clears throat> five or six rounds. I like that. Uh, for my quarterback position, my number one guy – uh, he's been through a lot in his career. He's he definitely has a shot. Hey, hey, here comes the Brock Purdy. It's Brock. No, I'm just kidding. It's Justin Herbert. Shout out Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I think Jim Harbaugh is really going to turn things Hopefully around for the he Chargers. Gets Austin Eckler out of there. Tomorrow. He definitely should. Um, Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer, and Mike Williams are all on contract years, so they're going to want to ball out. I think Austin Eckler's gone. He was holding back that offense tremendously. I think he's gone. That offensive line is already solid. It has young pieces. I think they're good. You get Jim Harbaugh, get rid of Kellen Moore, and your play calling's improved. You just brought in Michigan's defensive coordinator and uh, their linebackers coach, I think. They brought in two pieces from Michigan uh, defense. Their defense is going to be better. It's going to give the offense more opportunities to score. I think Justin Herbert benefits off this tremendously with his frame, his talent, his arm power. It's, it's all there for Justin Herbert to succeed. If Keenan Allen can get it going and Mike Williams stays healthy, Josh Palmer's cool, and if who, who knows if, if Johnston will be good or not. But I think Justin Herbert has all the tools there to be the QB1. 
My sleeper, I had C.J. Stroud, but that's kind of not really a sleeper. Yeah. Uh, he was a top five quarterback. So I'm going to go with an absolute – no, not Jared Goff. Uh, he said Jordan not, Love. No, not Jordan Love either. I'm going to go – Tyler Huntley. <laughs> Pro Bowl quarterback Jared, Tyler Huntley. Jared Stidham. No, I'm going to go with – Somebody who's completely out of left field, and depending on his situation next year, it's going to be Caleb Williams, dude. Jaden Daniels. <laughs> oh my! I think as QB. So basically, unpolished Caleb Williams. Yes, unpolished <laughs> Caleb Williams. QB one, by the way. Uh, Caleb Williams does have a shot. I nope. think he has a shot. With, well, when he's a Bronco, Moore, he'll, no. when he's yeah. a Bronco, he'll be QB one. Yeah, uh, that is my absolute. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Gets <laughs> for Jane I think there is a legit. I don't know if it's a legit shot, but I think there's a point point zero zero one percent chance Jaden Daniels finishes as a QB one. He has the scrambling ability. He has the legs. He has the arm talent. I think if he ends up in Washington. He has a higher chance of this happening as Washington has a way better offense than New England does right now. Um, so I think if Jaden Daniels is a Washington commander next year, he will have a very solid season and finish as the QB1, possibly. <laughs> I, I don't know, but maybe. Hey, I like that's it. my, that's my that's hot that's take. Definitely a sleeper pick. Yeah. You guys want to hop into wide receiver or running back next? Running back. Right. Right. I like it. You got to go in order. I think – okay, fair enough. I think I think both might be a little bit sleeper. Like I like I could just interview like Christian McCaffrey's gonna be RB one, obviously, but I'm mm. gonna go with the train, assuming that McCaffrey goes 1.1 next year in most drafts. Unfortunately, Jamie, he's cursed. Don't say it. They, they, there's a curse. No, you get injured if you get drafted first overall. No, he's in right. Drafts. The first, the, like the third year I played fantasy, I picked David Johnson first it's, overall, and he so broke his wrist. So I'm gonna go along with Don't that do it. curse. He got traded to Don't the do it. Just to push my agenda, that the RB one in fantasy next year will be Georgia Tech native, Alabama Crimson Tide native, mm. Jameer Gibbs. Mm. I think he will be RB one next year, and I'm not even like really I'm not even like hesitant to say that I'm really not are you sure uh, no I thought you were gonna say Keaton Mitchell um yeah did you know yeah <laughs> yeah he, he could be a, he's my sleeper actually um I'm kidding I think Jameer Gibbs will be not only be the like the best running back in fantasy next year I think he could be a top five running back next year in the league like seriously yeah. he's already the second well, best running back in football exactly like what Gibbs has done at the end of this year and in the playoffs was absolutely phenomenal like if you watch Jameer Gibbs run the football and receive the football and think wow he's not that good at football or he's not like he couldn't be a top blank running back you're insane there was a carry last night where he bounced it outside at the last second, and it looked like he wasn't going to go more than a yard and a half, yep. and it went 11 yards yeah. for a like, first down. It, <laughs> I, I had him ranked spooked. a couple it's weeks ago. I posted ridiculous. on Twitter the running back rankings. I had him fourth yeah. behind CMC, Brees Hall, and Bijan. So I think next year, even if Dave Montgomery is there and again, as good as I think guys. Gibbs is going to be the pure RB1. Pure RB1. <laughs> if Dan Campbell's not an idiot. And then my, my sleeper, he was not that much of a sleeper, but I don't think a lot of people would have him as, like, a top. I don't know. He was pretty good this year, but I'm just going to go with it. It's Travis Etienne. Um, I loved what he did this year for the Jaguars. I can't believe they sold so hard. Like, I, I still can't believe that, especially with how well Etienne was doing. Like, Trevor Lawrence, just, just lean on Etienne, especially in this even game, too. Um, but if Gibbs isn't that top guy, I think Travis Etienne very well could be. All right. I like ETN. He was really good. He was actually really underrated this year. He finished as like RB5 or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start this off simple and sweet. It's Christian McCaffrey in San Francisco. I have absolutely – I mean, I'm not going to go into a season and predict that somebody gets injured because 
it's just it's it's impossible to that's do. That's bad luck. I need, and I wouldn't. <laughs> like obviously, I want to watch Christian McCaffrey play football. He's insane. This is a guy who finishes the RB one in fantasy this year. He finished as the player one in fantasy this year. Um, he is current. He's probably going. He's in the MVP voting. He's going to finish top five. Um, you can't ask for anything more from him. He averaged over 20, I think it was 24.7 points per game this year. I messed yeah. up my computer tab and don't have it pulled up anymore. But uh, I think it was 24.7. And, I mean, he was phenomenal all season long. He stayed healthy. Uh, I think the Niners manage his workload well. Um, and I would expect him to be just as good next year. And I think CMC is going to follow that trend. I think you're looking again at like a 15-plus touchdown season, which would be insane once again for fantasy standards. And my sleeper is Jake's pick. It's Jameer Gibbs. Woo! Um, little bit under the radar. He was picked pretty highly in drafts this year, actually, despite being the RB2 on the death chart. And it didn't pay off for the first eight or so weeks. But the last half of the season, oh, my. Yeah, you want to know who I traded away? Like, in, in the same trade, I gave away C.D. Lamb and Jameer Gibbs. Ouch. Ouch. I didn't make the playoffs Wide receiver league. won. What'd you get back? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chris really McCaffrey averaged 24 and a half really points, by the way. It. I just pulled it back up. But, uh, yeah, Jameer Gibbs, I don't really need to go into much explaining because Jake already did it. But the offense will be elite. I think he's the RB1 easily next year. I love David Montgomery. I, I honestly hope he goes somewhere else. I think he can be an RB1 in this league. Um, I actually wouldn't mind him like Baltimore. going next to like J- Javante Williams in Denver. I really wouldn't mind <laughs> him in Baltimore either. San Francisco. He'd be quite good in Baltimore. You already have Christian McCaffrey um, back up. Yeah. So Christian McCaffrey and Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> CMC and Jameer Gibbs are who I'm rolling with. Uh, pretty safe bets, but I would expect fantastic seasons out of both of them. <laughs> you're up, Jamie. All right. Um, I know, you know who what? you're giving us. Brock Purdy will be the best running back in fantasy next year. I've got Trey Lance Lamar as my top be. RB. All right, uh, that's not I'm funny. just kidding. I've no. been a Lamar. I've been a Lamar <laughs> for like five years. Check the Twitter receipts. You know what? It's gross, actually. I had Christian McCaffrey as my RB one, um, but I want to make a little pivot to a NFC West rival and a player who had a phenomenal breakout year, and that's Kyron Williams. Mm. Kyron Williams was phenomenal this year. Finished second in the NFL in rushing yards, was way up there in the touchdown totals, and missed four games uh, throughout all of that. Uh, Kyron Williams was efficient, whether it was on the ground or uh, through the air. He scores a lot of touchdowns, and I think Kyron Williams has all of the ability in the world to run it back. Uh, Cooper Cup's only getting older, so is Matt Stafford. They're going to need to rely on that running back more. And I think Kyron Williams is that guy. Uh, sleeper, I'm going to go with another r- rookie. Well, he was this year. Um, and that's B. John Robinson. I think Raheem Morris, uh, if he has at least if – if, if he finished – high school with at least like a couple B's in a couple classes, he'll be smart enough to know that you got to use your superstars. B. John Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and I think B. John Robinson will benefit because um, he shouldn't be out there blocking for John U. Smith on screen routes. Uh, he should be your bell cow. He should be getting those touchdowns on the goal lines, the receptions, all of it. B. John Robinson is that guy and he's my sleeper RB1. I love it. I'm going to jump right into wide receiver and I'm not going to play any funny games this time, alright? Like I'm serious. Wide receiver one next year is going to be C.D. Lamb. Wow. I'm with it. Yeah. Like, I'm. I'm, He did it this year. That's that. Like, he will be the wide receiver (laughs) one next year. I like it. I think um, the Cowboys will do the same thing. They'll be out for vengeance. They'll do really good in the regular season, blow a couple games that they shouldn't lose, and then they'll lose in the playoffs. But C.D. Lamb's going to be the wide receiver one just because, I mean, now Dak and Dallas and that front office can see what he can do. 
and it's, it's I don't think it's going to change. And my sleeper, man, I've been waiting for this, is Nico Collins. Real. He's my sleeper wide receiver one next year. And like, oh, there's no way he could be the best wide receiver. Nico crazy. Collins why changed my he? life. Why he could he not? Someone tell me why he couldn't be. The one league I won a title in, Nico Collins is my wide exactly receiver. Exactly what I mean. He was my flex guy. He was my flex guy all year long, and he consistently dropped over like 15 points. And yeah, average 17 this be year. Like, Here's 38 for you. Yep. Um... I love what Stroud's doing. I like D'Amico Ryans as their coach. I like where the Texans' future lies. Nico did, Collins. Did they is my keep their sleeper. offensive coordinator, or did he, did he get hired somewhere? I believe he's I still remember. there as of right. I forgot his name, but I don't know. I think he's like a candidate in Washington still. I think that's it, though. If he stays, Nico Collins will be yeah. gross. Next I mean, year. Tank Dell is the only guy that'll hold Nico back, but yeah, I think like both Dalton, of them will get a lot of yards. Dalton Schultz is not holding Nico <laughs> yeah, Collins. No. Um, Shout out John Mechie. Yeah, I'll get right into it here. It's going to be simple and sweet for the wide receiver one prediction. It's Justin Jefferson and Minnesota. Was injured a little bit this year. Um, I don't know who his quarterback is going to be next year because Kirk Cousins is a free agent coming off uh, an Achilles tear. So I don't know who's going to be playing quarterback in Minnesota. It could be Jaden Daniels, QB1. Yeah, QB fantasy. But Justin Jefferson, people have been forgetting as of late because he hadn't he didn't play as much. That I mean, he's literally the best wide receiver in football, maybe barring Tyreek Hill and CeeDee Lamb. Like, there's not much else to say about him. He's been fantastic since he came into the league. He's outpacing Jerry Rice right now, and that's all I got to say. The sleeper is – I've also been loving this one. I've been waiting to say this. It's Puka Nakua. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think Cooper Cup, I think the falloff might be here. I think it's just age and it's wear and tear. It's the way that he plays. He's been super physical his whole career. You got to think he's been in the league for like seven years. Like he's in his 30s now. Uh, Puka Nakua took over to end the year. He was fantastic in the Rams' one playoff game. And I expect him – I expect the Pro Bowl wide receiver to be back in full force next season. Uh, yeah, that's a great take. Uh, my wide receiver one this year, Jake probably won't like this very much, but I have Jamar Chase. Um, I thought he was going to be wide receiver one last year. Injuries kind of prohibited that. But Joe Burrow, he's going to be back. Jamar Chase, he's going to be back and healthy. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are free agents in this offseason. If one of the two of them is gone, that opens up a lot for Jamar Chase. Um, all He has all of, the, all of the tools in the world to do it. His rookie season was phenomenal. Um, prohibited from injuries last season, but he still put up some very solid yards. I think he has wide receiver one potential. My sleeper is somebody who I thought was going to be like a top five receiver this year. But again, injuries held it back. It's Garrett Wilson. I like uh, that a lot. Yeah, Garrett Wilson has all of the talent in the world. He was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams this year. But Rodgers went down on like the second play of the Jets' first game. So if Aaron Rodgers comes back in form because he looks already healthy, he came back from that Achilles tear quick. Garrett Wilson's going to reap the benefits. He's going to go crazy. Garrett Wilson was still solid with Zach Wilson and all these different quarterbacks uh well it's wilson's time to shine he's waited too long and uh with aaron Rodgers back i I love to see it i love the garrett wilson like Mm -hmm. really 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 love the garrett wilson pick really so let's dive into the tight end our last segment to go over we're not going to do we're we're getting crunched on time so we're not going to do kickers unfortunately i know everybody was going to say justin tucker so justin uh, jake Jake moody my kicker one save our breath tucker was my kicker um my tight end one next year if he stays healthy um, if this offense continues to to cook, unless uh, I mean, except for the playoffs, unfortunately, I'm going to go with Mark Andrews. I think that the age is catching up to Kelsey. I think Andrews is going to have a better year. I love George Kittle, even though I hate on him a lot. I love Kittle, but he 
fantasy wise, he's going to do a lot of blocking. He's not. I think it's going to be Mark Andrews. Um, I, I really wanted to say Sam Laporta, and he can't be my sleeper because he was literally tied in one this year. Um, but I have to go with Mark Andrews. I think he's going to. That guy is has a lot of motivation, and with that injury, who knows? And my sleeper, oh, I've been waiting for this one too. I'm getting all excited. My sleeper. Now hear me out. David Njoku. I like that. Is my sleeper tight end. He was great this season. If if like if Deshaun Watson is their quarterback, oh my gosh, then never mind. But if Joe Flacco for or some if reason, Deshaun Watson can like revert back to the yeah. level of quarterback yeah. he was when they paid him three hundred million dollars. But if, if somehow Joe Flacco is their quarterback next year, I mean we saw what Njoku was doing with Flacco at the helm. Um, but I think David Njoku is really going to thrive next year. I don't know why. It's just a gut feeling kind of. Um, but I think someone's going to have to arise when their name isn't. Andrews, Kittle, and Kelsey, and maybe even throw Laporta in there. Um, but I think David Njoku could. He's my sleeper tight end one. All right. My tight end one, I, I'm me and Jake been on the same page today. It's going to keep up here. I got Mark Andrews or Isaiah Likely. Okay. Uh, I don't care who the tight end one is for Baltimore next year. If Mark Andrews resigns in the offseason <clears throat> like I expect him to, I think it'll be him. If he doesn't resign, I think Isaiah Likely is your tight end one. I don't think it's that big of a reach. You're looking at a guy who's averaging about 15 to 20 points per game down the stretch of the season as their tight end one with Andrews out. Um, the offense is going to run through an athletic tight end regardless of who it is, and Baltimore will be back next season. Um, and whichever one of them is tight end one there is going to be a guy that you need on your fantasy team. And my sleeper, go ahead and get the Kool-Aid out, guys, because I'm drinking it again. It's Kyle Pitts. Whoa. Wow. What? New, <laughs> new head coach. Is he finally breaking um, out? New head coach, which I believe was Raheem no. Morris. People right? in Gainesville are still waiting Raheem for Raheem Morris, yeah. which, um, which doesn't bode perfectly well because that's a Sean McVay guy and they didn't really use their tight ends. But – I doubt that another coach goes into Atlanta and doesn't use Kyle Pitts. So that's my sleeper. If you can get him in a later round, I would definitely do it. Um, please do not clip this for when Kyle Pitts is like tight end 15 again. He's going to be. <laughs> All right. We're a little crunched on time, so I'm going to get my tight ends out of the way really quickly. Tight end one uh, this season, I feel like it's Sam Laporta. He had such a good rookie year. I don't know what reason he has to step back or take a jump back. The offense of the Lions is still as good as it will be. Uh, Jamison Williams is going to take a step up, and so will Sam Laporta. And I'm going with the rookie route again. I think Brock Bowers goes at five to the Chargers, and alongside his QB1, he goes and ends up as the tight end one. We saw wow. a rookie do it this season. Wow. Brock Bowers is a better prospect than Sam Laporta was, and I think Brock Bowers has Brock Bowers has all the talent in the world to be that tight end one. So I think that would be super fun to see if another rookie, uh, even though he's from Georgia, blah, 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 um, <laughs> is the tight end one. But that's all we have for you guys this week. Thank you for tuning in to WVUA 90.7 FM Tuscaloosa and the student section Fantasy Sports Show. We'll see you all next Monday night. Peace.